And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Field launches downfield. He's got a touchdown. Ohio State. Just the tradition here, the history here, the, the pride, you know, here in Chicago is just unmatched. Fields down the field. Caught for a touchdown. Make it five touchdowns for Fields tonight. I just love the energy already. I'm just, you know, glad to be a bear and, you know, glad to be a part of this great city and great organization. From NBC Sports Chicago, it's Adam Hogue. A taller Russell Wilson or a more polished Cam Newton? Where do I sign up for that? And from The Athletic, it's Kevin Fishman. Look at me being the one. I'm giving the Bears too much credit. Let's begin now. Well, how about that? A huge win for the Chicago Bears in Las Vegas, which you can see behind us if you're watching on YouTube, which you should be. Uh, but if you're not, there's a glorious stadium behind us. Another nice new stadium for us to see. And the Bears get a huge win over the Raiders. And Kevin Fishbane's here because, as a reminder, if you missed it, Adam Johns is in Boston. He thought the Bears were playing the Patriots this week. It's a very embarrassing thing to happen to anybody, so don't be too hard on him. Um, I know we're giving him the space he needs right now. He picked the Bears to win. He was one of the only ones, and he is not here to point that but again, out. He anybody. thought they were playing the Patriots, yeah. so that's why he picked the Bears to win. He has no faith in Mac Jones. Yeah. We'll give him credit. He did get a Bears victory. Now he's at a wedding. Everything's fine. And Kevin's here to fill in on the post-game episode. What a win. What an atmosphere during the game, after the game. Club Dub was... I mean, we couldn't see it, but it, the locker room's adjacent to the interview room, and it was loud. And the music was still blasting during the interviews, and they didn't seem to care. It's almost like they're making a point of making it extra, extra loud after the comments that John Gruden made a couple years ago, kind of ripping the whole thing. Uh, and I, actually, I guess I didn't realize so after the game, Kev, it was obvious that that London game still stuck with Matt Nagy, stuck with the players, and... It was a thing today. Yeah, well, that, that London game, everything fell apart, and that was like the beginning of the end, right? Like that, that season went on a, spi- on a spiral after that loss. And I was a little surprised how open he was, Eddie Jackson was, like that they remembered that game. Uh, and, and that was probably added some motivation for them today. Uh, and, you know, Matt Nagy kept talking about it was, it was a fight. You know, it was a dogfight out there, and it was physical. I had somebody tweet at me. You know, saying like that that was a boring game. This was not a boring really? game. I know, like we're like when we're here in person, like it's very rarely it's a it's like boring. Like we always find things to make it interesting. This was a like very interesting game. A lot of crazy pendulum swings. There were three different drives that like lasted a half hour in real time because <laughs> of penalties and injuries and back and forth. I thought it was wildly entertaining. I thought the most important thing was and Matt Nagy talked about it, complimentary. Right, defense was great. Offense did exactly what it had to do, and special teams was really good. I got to say, if you're ever going to give up a 12-play drive, a good way to do it is to have it end in a field goal, right? But 12 plays after your quarterback just took on a horrendous shot and was looked like he was going to throw up 
on the sidelines. They brought a trash can over to him at one point. He was obviously in pain. But that long drive that the Bears defense actually gave up, they held him to a field goal, and it allowed Justin Fields to kind of get back to feeling okay, at least well enough to get back out in the game. Yeah, he said he got the wind knocked out of him. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we were all watching him. And what was interesting about that whole sequence, Adol never put a helmet on. Yeah. He played catch with Fields. Like, he, I, everybody was very calm. I think they But knew. he had an earpiece in and he never took it out like yeah. he was going to come into the game. I think everybody knew what was wrong with Fields. Just like, will he be ready to go? And that was what the defense did. It was, I, I don't want to call it a bend, but don't break. They give up a few good big plays, a couple coverage miscues. But, like, that's what they did again is, like, they just made the stops when they needed to uh, on that drive and then a bunch of other ones. And you could tell how much they rattled Derek Carr today. Yeah. I mean, he had open guys. They were dropping passes. He was missing passes. They were really, really getting after him today. And that, that, that Raiders offense was totally out of sync. I think the physicality was something that you felt. Because, like, when you have Darren Waller, of all people, like, short-arming passes and dropping balls. I mean, the one downfield to, uh, what's that guy's name? Brian again? Edwards. Brian Edwards. Uh, that was just a gift, quite frankly. And, honestly, I think that last play that... Car he rolled open. out. He, I, that guy would have been running for a long time, yeah. um, and that could have been really bad. But, hey, I, I, I agree, though, that I think from Matt Nagy's standpoint, he kept talking about how complimentary of a win this was. He said it was one of the better wins that he's felt because of the way that it all worked together, and that is what you want to see. So, um, And this came against a better opponent. I think the Raiders are a good football team. I don't, I don't think that they were a fluke in the first three weeks. I mean, I'm not saying they're the Chiefs or anything, but I think they're a pretty good football team, and I think it's okay to recognize that the, the Bears learned a lot from that disaster in Cleveland. They've, they've made the necessary changes. They're still not explosive on offense. They're still not you know going down every drive, but they still have a rookie quarterback, and they still have limitations out there, but they did what they needed to do in this game, and their defense put them in position to, to win the game, and the offense did just enough. I think that's going to have to be the formula for this team going forward, but I think the question is, is, that, is this defense good enough and Justin Fields as a rookie good enough to pull out games like this? That There's going to be a lot of games like this down the road, I think. And I think today they proved that, yes, they can come out with a win. And if you want to take a little more confidence out of this, a little optimism is like the Bears have not unlocked the downfield passing game at all. No. And that's going to be a function of if they continue to run the ball well, if they continue to you know, hit a, a few passes here and there, like they're going to get those shots. The other thing, too, about that run game is you feel like there's other things that could come out of it, whether it's a jet sweep or Justin Fields keeps it. Uh, by the way, can we throw the quarterback sweep out of the playbook? <laughs> like I just, maybe it's a Mark Tressman thing that like I'm so scarred from watching him uh, yeah. run that that one time, like a third and, or fourth and short at Soldier Field. Um, but that obviously didn't work. But I, I think there's a lot of things that you can build off from this game. And, and you know, look, you know this as a football coach. It's a lot easier to make corrections after a win and a loss. And the offense, short yardage was abysmal for the most part today. Again, no downfield stuff going on. Defense still periodically lost guys in coverage. Um, so you can correct. It's so much easier to correct those after you win the game. And then you look at those things. Because here's the thing. They have the Packers next week. They're not going to beat the Packers by scoring 20 points, most likely. Like This defense is good, but I don't think it's at the level right. we saw in Week 1, 2019, that you know, is going to hold Rodgers to what they did. Uh, but you know that's where you say, hey, we know Fields can do a lot more than he's been doing. Like I feel like they're still, you know, I kind of joked. I said, you know, let Fields cook, and that you know they finally yeah. like let him throw. It's just like you have this guy. Like 
unleash them a little bit here and there when you can. And I feel like that they, I understand what they're doing and, and it's smart, you know, but I think there were times that they finally went to him when they needed him to come through. And against the Packers and you go for the Buccaneers in a couple of weeks, like you're going to need to maybe score 25, 30, 35 points. And that's when you can say, all right, now let's see what he can do. Well, I was concerned, though, today, what it would look like without David Montgomery. And I still think you saw some plays in there where the running backs had a little bit more space than maybe David Montgomery would have done more. But that's more of a compliment to David Montgomery than it is bashing Damian Williams or Khalil Herbert. I thought both of those players were great today. And, I, you know, I thought it was fair to wonder what they could do, not only not having David Montgomery, but also having J.P. Holtz out, not having J Jesse James. Those tight ends last week blocked their asses off. And so to not have them, I was wondering what it would all look like. And, you know, credit to the Bears. They stuck with it. The guys that, that stepped up and, and came in, they blocked well. The offensive line played really well. Some of the run blocking. To have Jermaine Fetty go out, and then on the first play, Elijah Wilkinson's in. He drove his guy like completely out of the play. They picked up nine yards. That was all very encouraging to see. And I think the Bears' depth at running back really showed. By the way, this is something we talked about on the podcast the other day, too. I think... Although it was very, very brief, their depth at quarterback showed mm -hmm. off. Yeah. Because when Justin Fields, you're going, oh no, because like, does he have a knee injury? What's going on? But Andy Dalton comes out there, you're like, okay, this isn't the end of the world. Like, I mean, if Justin Fields was really like out for the year or something, it would be the end of the world. But you felt okay with Andy Dalton taking over that drive. So you felt a lot better than the Raiders probably were feeling when Nathan Peterson <laughs> yes. came in. Because I don't think Nathan Peterson is making that third down completion to no. Marquise Goodwin. No, no, he's not. Um, and fortunately, it seems like Fields is okay. I am wondering if there's going to be, like, what is he, is he going to be limited at all Wednesday? Yeah. I, I was worried he, like, maybe broke some ribs when he was over there gasping for air. He seems okay. I did watch him carefully leave the press conference room. He wasn't even really limping. So maybe his knee's okay. It certainly looked awkward. You can't, awkward. like, give a quarterback a veteran day. Like, he's got to practice. Right. But, yeah, maybe they find a way to... To limit him, or because or, he also told he so he hurt the knee, hyperextended the knee. Yeah, he told us that his calf was a little, you know, a little, little sore. And then yeah, he had the wind knocked out of him, and he got hit like a bunch of other times. Like I was curious, like there might have been a hit that he jumped back up from that really, you know, got yeah. him good. And and I think teams are going to like I want to be careful here because I'm not saying like the Raiders are playing dirty necessarily, but like teams are going to want to impose their will and really be physical with him. Like they're going to want to test him. And like we've seen how tough he was, but like if he's the best, you know, most gifted guy on the offense who can do the most things, and he's going to be susceptible to these big hits because of the way he moves, like there's going to be teams are going to try to take their shots. Well, I think that that's probably why the Bears didn't take their shots yeah. deep because they they were conscious of what the Raiders were trying to do, and it did seem obvious that you know we're actually in the Raiders coaching booth right now as we're recording this. Like they have binoculars, they're looking over there at the Bears sideline, seeing the same things we were seeing. Like, oh, wow, he's in a ton of pain. He looks like he might throw up. Well, then you you try to hit him. You, I mean, it's not dirty. It's just football. You try to get those shots in on the quarterback, uh, and they did that. Now they started getting called for penalties, so that probably helped back them off a little bit. But I think that that's probably had to do with why the Bears weren't taking these long vertical concepts downfield because there wasn't a ton of time. Uh, and credit the Raiders for that. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. If you're like me, you believe there needs to be more stylish, functional, business, casual men's wear that is both high quality and durable that can withstand your day. I'm talking about maybe hanging out in the press box, watching the game later with your friends, maybe getting a quick nine holes in. That's why men's closets were due for a radical reinvention and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and truly versatile set of products known to man. They have products for every occasion. We're talking about the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, polos, and blazers. They look great as individual pieces, maybe with a Hogan Johns polo or quarter zip, but they also work seamlessly together. Roan's signature four-way stretch fabric is breathable, flexible, works everywhere from your commute to work to the 19th hole. It's time for unparalleled confidence without all the hassle. Roan's commuter collection features wrinkle-release technology and is 100% machine washable. Looking good is that easy. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash Adam and use promo code Adam to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to roan.com slash Adam and use code Adam. It's time to find your corner office comfort. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. They found a way to win. That's what's impressive. And, and what I wrote about postgame, by the way, you can read our coverage. I'm at NBCSportsChicago.com, and uh, Kevin's at TheAthletic.com slash Hogan Johns, where you should go read all that and subscribe. Justin, the numbers weren't – they don't blow you away. Like 111 yards, one touchdown, 12 of 20. The 2017 Mitch Trubisky numbers a little bit yeah. at times. Yeah, but he made the big plays – and the, like the third and twelve at the end of the game, or late in the fourth quarter, like he made that big play. They made that big throw. These were you could feel the game start to slip away a little bit. The offense got a little too conservative, but Justin came through. And even the touchdown throw to Jesper Horstead, like how many times have we been talking about not scoring in the red zone over the years, end zone interceptions? He was barely open, if you even want to call him open, and he made that throw. So. I think that those are all important things that you look at and you feel pretty good about going forward. Yeah, no turnovers. I mean, that was like the biggest thing, I think, for Justin Fields when you look at his game and you look at, again, knowing what the Raiders' defense is going to want to do, what they were successfully doing periodically. And, yeah, that throw to Horstead, you think about that's what Fields does, right? He gets outside. You have the double threat of him potentially running or throwing in the end zone. He and Horstead built that rapport during the preseason. We saw in that Titans game, and they're able to come through with that play. 
And yeah, I think if you look at this game, there were you know the the, the drive Dalton came in for Justin Fields himself had a couple third down completions on yeah. that drive. He had the third down completion to Mooney, as you said. And the other little thing that might have come up in this game was Justin Fields and Allen Robinson starting to get going a little bit. Uh, you know, you saw A. Rob drew the pass interference. He won that 50-50 ball. Uh, Nate Hobbs made a great play on the sideline, I thought, when Fields was scrambling, but looking for Allen Robinson and trusting his guy. Because Robinson, his targets need to go up. Like, yeah. you have to keep finding ways to get him the football. And so we saw little glimpses of that. Again, things that you can build on for a game, you know, in the next, you know, two. You know, there are two games in a row now where they're going to be playing Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yep. And it's going to be really tough for the defense to, you know, hold. The defense is not holding Aaron Rodgers to nine points. It's not holding Tom Brady to nine points. So that's where you're going to want more from Justin Fields. How, how about, I want to go back to something you said earlier about the run blocking. Is Jimmy Graham a decent run blocker? <laughs> he's <laughs> always had moments in his career. Yeah, like he's out yeah. there. And, you know, I mean, credit Jimmy Graham because I, I know he draws ire, and I get it because of the salary. And he's not, not, it's not his fault necessarily not throwing him the ball. But the guy's out here. I mean, he was out here a ton today. Yep. Just run blocking. That's not what he's, you know, wanted to do and he did fine you know I think that's a veteran that maybe understands that better things are coming down the road yeah. as they kind of slowly try to unlock this offense I would um, say if I was making what he's making and they asked me to run block 40 times I'd yeah. say yeah okay if yeah. that's what you're looking for I'm, I'm happy to do but the other thing too is I mean Cole Komet moves guys he really does I know yeah. people are frustrated that he's not getting the ball more and I think the Bears want to try you saw the targets today I mean they're trying to get him the ball um but he, he can run block. He can yep. run block really, really well. No, and that's the second week in a row. I think you could say that about the tight ends, that they made an impact in this game even without a, a ton in the, in the passing game. So, um, yeah. I don't, you know, this was just kind of one of those statement wins that you that – you, that you, It felt you very know. Bears, didn't it? Yeah. Like Eddie Jackson kind of alluded to it that, like, you know, the defense does what they do. The offense does just enough with a lot of running and, and, and conversions on third down and controlling the clock. Special teams was good. Um, Cleo Mack, like, we've been waiting for the Cleo Mack game. I don't know if this was, like, full Cleo Mack, but he had... Pretty good, though. Yeah, I mean, clutch sacks. He's getting after the quarterback. He's getting near the quarterback. I mean, I think Tashawn Gibson got credit for that sack, but Mack was right there. Um, I, I think this was probably, this was his best game of the season for sure. It might be one of his best games since 2018. Yeah, it's up there. It was it was one of his better games. And like the defense did this today without Akeem Hicks. That's important yep. to point out. So um, that was one of my big concerns. Could they stop the run without Akeem Hicks? They, the Bears were the better running team. So we're seeing this like offensive transition. I know it's still not great, but I think it's going to slowly get better. Once you start establishing run, like I started to think about it, like next week against the Packers, they're, they're going to make a huge effort to stop the run after what the Bears have done the last two weeks with different running backs. And is that when you can start unlocking the deeper throws downfield? Especially if you watch some of the Packer game against uh, the the Bengals today, like they're having all kinds of problems mm -hmm. covering Jamar Chase. Now I don't know the Bears have Jamar Chase, but um, you know they don't have Jair Alexander right now. They're banged up. Their secondary doesn't look great. So they, like this is where. The conversation just sort of changes. You don't want to go overboard too much, but the Bears showed that they can win a game like this. Well, now you're going to give them a little bit more credit in a game against the Packers next week at home. Yeah, hey, listen, it's not easy to win on the road in the NFL. Like, we always talk about that, and you come to play a team that was 3-1, and one, that beat the Ravens earlier this season, 
that had a, a potentially an offense that is high powered. Their defense was rated really well compared to where they're usually rate. And you came in and you won in their stadium. I mean, that's like that's a big deal. You held them to nine points. So I think there are things you can. I think it's like I was like it's okay to feel good about where this team is at. I mean, if you looked at the schedule, first five games of the season, and you said three and two, I'm like, all right. Right? Yeah. You know, you, you would, you know, listen, they've, they've been underdogs in three games. They've been favored in two. They won the games they were favored, and they won one of these games where they're an underdog. By the way, second win in 10 chances for the Bears when they are five plus point underdog on the road wow. under Matt Nagy. They are now two and eight in those games. The other one was the 2018 season finale against Minnesota, which is like a weird, oh, that yeah, was a really weird, weird game, but the Minnesota was a big favorite because the Bears had nothing to play for. So they, they've really... But that game was weird because like they they did have something to play for for like half the game. Somehow. Right, and then we were also wondering if they should, if it was better if they lost, Yeah. which looking back maybe... Yeah, probably But, they, you know, like that, like this team hasn't, like they've come into, they've gone, like we've seen it in LA, we've seen it in Green Bay, we saw it in Cleveland. Like, they've come into games when they are considered to be a pretty big underdog, and they've laid an egg. And this today they came in here, and, and they won. And, they, like, what was interesting, too, is they were they looked awful those first few drives. And you can yes, see... it was starting to spiral. Yeah, you're like, okay, run, run, now Fields in the shotgun. It's almost like, I think, like, laser, laser, naggy. Right, because you're like, yeah. okay, here's like, here's gonna be like the, the hitch throw, short of the sticks or something, and like fields getting just hit here, like left and right, but that the defense is doing its job, and then they really got that guard going. I think the Bears, I know it's just one game, they might have really found something in Khalil Herbert. Yeah, he looks like another one of these late round steals for Ryan Pace. I mean, the way he he runs hard, he runs, he finishes forward, um, you know, like. I don't want to go too far in the future, but like Dana Montgomery next year's last year of his rookie contract, and like you, you, know, you always wonder about running backs, how much you can get from them going forward. But you think about what a Montgomery Herbert dual backfield can look like. I mean, David Williams I thought looked good, obviously today, but Khalil Herbert, like he was the guy they trusted in the two-minute drill in the second half, late in the fourth quarter, like that was the guy they they, they trusted in creative run plays. When yeah. they weren't creative, it was bad. Yeah. When yeah. it was stuck There were some creative ones in there, There though. were some really creative like the ones. Like little fake toss, which I told you was coming. And they did it a couple times in yeah. this game, and it, and it worked. Uh, but they did kind of more of a fake toss and then still hand it off. Did you see Jason still. Peters' pancake on the uh, – uh, it was like a counter play to Herbert. I think it was like an 11-yard run. And Jonathan Abram was coming over, and, yeah. and Peters is just right there. He did it a couple times last week, yeah. too. He's, he's actually been pretty yeah. decent. Good, good run blocker. But he had the false start from a Fetty on that first. Like, you oh, could see how it could have been a typical, like, yeah. that we've seen this over and over. And, and credit to them that they figured things out on offense. They got the run game going. The offensive line played really well. And, you know, Fields made the big throws, and the defense did his job. That's the thing I want to end with. Fields making the big throws. Like, how many times over the years, and, like, how many times did it happen with Mitch where he'd be like, yeah, he did this, but he also did this. And, like, this play could have happened, but he airmailed it by five yards or whatever. Like, they were just we, – we would be talking about, yeah, it wasn't a bad game, and he did make this throw, and he did make this third-down conversion – but there was also, remember that wide-open throw to Taylor Gabriel he missed? Like, there was always that but, like, that you couldn't, that gave you enough pause. I don't know about you. I don't feel that pause with Justin Fields. I feel like he's in control. He's right where he should be as a highly prized first-round quarterback who's still, yeah, he's having some rookie pains here. For him to battle through when he was battling through in this game, multiple injuries, taking a beating, he never wavered. 
came up with the big plays when they were necessary, came up with a touchdown throw to Jesper Horstead. I'm just really impressed. I got to be honest. Like it's just to me, it's a really, really good sign for the future that you. Yes, the numbers are they don't blow you away at all. It's not like he's out here doing Patrick Mahomes stuff. It, I, I just it's that early feeling you're getting, and to me, it's like on the scale from positive to negative, it's way towards the positive side. Yeah, and look, like Justin Fields is going to get a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt than Mitch got when he was here. For a variety of reasons. I mean, he obviously came in with a much better resume, a lot of you know more hype around him and all that stuff. But we're seeing it, right? We're seeing what he's doing. And they always talk to us about poise and toughness. And you saw both of it out there today. You saw toughness with when he's getting hit and coming back in. And the poise in that third down throw to Mooney. There were a couple other plays where you know he had, he had a couple of those sidearm throws today where he's you know, changing that arm angle to get around the defense. And this is what he brings you. And again, and I'm going to go back to this point. He did all this without showing you what is maybe his best attribute, which is the deep ball. Like yeah. they just, it just wasn't there today. It probably, you know, I don't know how much it was a part of the game plan. You know, they took the shot with Robinson and, and drew the, the PI. Um, but you know that's there. You know he can do that. These are games that are probably really tough for a guy like Justin Fields because you have to be patient. Like if you're not going to get the deep shot, you're going to get hit a lot. Trust the run game, and he's going to have a bunch of these games. I mean, you look at you know, you know keep talking about the future schedule. You look at the Bucks defense in a couple weeks. You look at at Pittsburgh on Monday night. Um, you look at you know Minnesota coming up twice in the later half of the season. He's going to have a lot of games like that where he's going to have to trust Bill Lazor, trust the game plan, trust it, and, and and just stay within it. Uh, and he did it today. And I think again, he didn't turn the ball over. Like, that's so huge. I mean, you think about all the quarterbacks who have come through here. You think about the, the, the interceptions were just such an issue. And even when he's thrown interceptions the past couple of games, it's kind of like, yeah, it's fine. Because you just kind of feel better about the way they haven't been back-breaking interceptions in terms of the flow of the game. And you just feel like he's going to make that play when you need him to. All right. That's going to do it for us from Las Vegas. You have a red eye to catch. I do. I don't, but... Um Wish me luck. Figure out where the White Sox game is so I can watch that. And, you know, if they lose, maybe I just won't come home. We'll you know, just go go to the casino. Yeah, I guess that's you always know, Gambling after you're upset about your team losing is always... Uh, yeah, that sounds healthy and smart. Yes, yes. Uh, cool stadium here. If you watch it on YouTube, Allegiant Stadium. Wouldn't say it's as great as SoFi, but it's, it's, it's solid. Gets the job done. It was loud. It was yeah, definitely loud. It was loud and uh, ludicrous at halftime was outstanding. Luda was better than I thought. It was I really enjoyed good. it. I enjoyed some Luda. Um, I'd say, you know what, though? Just in U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota is better than this one, too. Just yeah. Off the top of my head. Yeah. But it's still pretty good. It's not. It's a, it's a solid place. It's still on a different level from the stadium we're at every other week yeah, in Chicago. Yeah, it's, uh, it's better than Soldier Field. That's yeah. a given. All right. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue. At Kay Fishbane, you can read me at NBCSportsChicago.com, him on The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. Check out our YouTube channel. You can see the stadium. You can see our view if you care about that, but it's there for you. Subscribe. Please do that. We appreciate you guys. And uh, I believe Adam Johns will be back from Boston. Hopefully he knows the schedule next week. Um, we'll talk to you guys on Tuesday. See ya. Justin Fields time, baby. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. 
Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.